Hi, it's Molly. I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Excel Books Podcast. I believe you're in for a treat. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Excel Books Podcast. It's your favorite host, Molly. And on my show, we like to talk about work, family, and life. Um, thank you so much for tuning into my show. It, I appreciate each and every one of you. I truly do. You you make this great. Um, I'm going to start off by giving a disclaimer about today's episode. Today's episode is going to be all over the place. It is all over the place. Why? Because for the first time in a very long time, I'm not organized about this episode. And then you're like, Molly, that's not possible. Every episode you give us, you have like three steps of this and you keep adding and keep adding. You have like 45 minute episodes. Like how could you not be organized? Well, contrary to popular belief, um, <laughs> I am not perfect. I'm human and I make mistakes. And today I wanted to be just kind of a random bundle of thoughts, suggestions, experiences, all surrounding Love Day. So I'm going to start off by saying that I enjoy Valentine's Day. I think it's a great holiday. I love it. I think that we need more days like it because they're so, you know, I forget who it was. I talked with someone one day and they're like, oh, I don't believe in Valentine's Day. And I remember asking them, I said, what other day of the year do we have where people intentionally show love to each other? Like not showing love to each other because, you know, they have to. But what other day of the year do we as a society, as a, as a country, intentionally love on someone else other than ourselves? And they were silent. I said, exactly. Because I'm not saying you got to love the whole, you know, the way the holiday works. I'm not saying you got to love every aspect of it. But it's one of the only days we have of the year where we intentionally say, I'm going to love on someone. We have Valentine's, we have Christmas. Everything else is pretty much about ourselves. And if really honest, even Christmas is a lot about ourselves. It's about greed. It's about, I want this, I want this, I want this. Get it for me, wrap it up and make me act like I'm surprised. Valentine's Day is the one time of the year where we're like, okay... I just want to love on you. Not loving on myself, loving on someone else. It's huge. It's huge. And I think we definitely need more days like that. So I'm a fan of Valentine's Day. Um, I don't care that people are like, it's a commercial holiday. It's a pagan holiday. Call it what you want. It's a nice day to love on people. Um, Something that I like about Valentine's Day for me, like I celebrate it differently than other people do. So some people celebrate it and they're like, oh my gosh, we got to have the rose petals and the flowers and we got to have music and we got to go out to every single event. We got to spend hundreds of dollars. Like some people hate Valentine's Day because it's so expensive for them, but I've never felt that it needs to be that expensive. And if you've listened to any of my previous Valentine episodes, Um, you'll know that I've talked in great detail about how it doesn't have to be expensive. And so for me, money is not an excuse not to celebrate Valentine's Day. I have, ever since I can remember, have celebrated it. My mom, um, I think, is actually what triggered that, that enjoyment of the holiday for me. 
and you know, I, I will say as as a knowing what the hell that my mother has experienced, I really admire her for still celebrating Valentine's Day and sharing that love of the holiday with me as a kid. Um, she had every reason to hate the holiday. She could have been that parent. She easily could have been that parent that says, oh, I hate Valentine's, it's commercial, blah, 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 blah. But no, even when my mother was having her worst relationship moments, even when she was alone and her spouse was deployed, even when she was debating if she should stay married at all, my mom would do something for us on Valentine's Day. She would have chocolates for us or Valentine's cards for us or she'd get us a little shirt or something to wear, you know, for Valentine's. Like, she always celebrated us. And, you know, if I think back about outside of my mom for Valentine's Day, I can't say it's ever been a great romantic holiday. It's literally the roots that she gave me that allowed me to appreciate the holiday. Um, growing up, I was always the unpopular kid. I was not the girl that everybody liked. Girls didn't like me. And um, most guys thought I was too plain and boring, too ugly. And I wasn't sexual. Um, I wasn't very flirtatious. So they didn't like me. And so I was the one who didn't get Valentine's grams. And I remember... I remember for years, like when they had those little, you know, candy grams. And I don't know if they still do that in school now, but they used to have candy grams when I was in school. And you could pay, you know, like a nickel or 25 cents or something, and you could send a candy gram to someone that you liked. And you could make it anonymous or not anonymous. And I remember for years, I never got a candy gram. And I used to hope that someone would send it to me, even if it was just my best, you know, girlfriend or something. Like, I want a candy gram. And so I remember as time got by, because I realized no one was ever going to give me this, I started buying my own candy grams. So I would be in high school, junior high school, and I would literally buy myself like two or three candy grams because I just wanted to get one and say, I got a candy gram. Um, I would get it and I would write it to me and send it to me. And I didn't care how anybody else looked at it because I was like, I want a candy gram and I shouldn't have to wait for someone to have a crush on me to get candy in a little cardboard piece of paper so that's what I did I always brought valentines in for my class all the time every year I thought it was just the greatest thing and I would go all out like I wanted the cute candy grams and I wanted different chocolate and I wrote like personal notes and like I put a lot of energy into my candy grams and um it was kind of hard it was kind of hard to be the person that really did that and everyone else didn't you know because they made me feel like I was I don't know. They made me feel like I was awkward, you know, because I wanted to give out candy grams to everybody. And um, I remember on Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day was always hard for me, relationship-wise, because I was either dating someone or not dating someone. And even when I was dating someone, it was always an awkward holiday. Like, I can only think of, like, one or two valentines from childhood you know from like when i say childhood i mean like childhood through high school i can only think of one or two valentine's days where i didn't feel awkward where i actually enjoyed it so what do i mean by that what i mean by that is that when it came to 
if I had a boyfriend on Valentine's Day, the boyfriend usually broke up with me on Valentine's Day. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, and it's the truth. Um, I can think of at least two or three instances where whoever I was dating broke up with me on Valentine's Day. Like, literally, like, on the day. Um, I can think of at least two Valentine's Days where whoever I was dating ended up cheating on me with someone else on Valentine's Day. I remember boyfriends that I would date on Valentine's Day and they would get angry because I didn't want to have sex with them on Valentine's Day. And I'm like, I I don't even know if you're going to end up being my husband. Like, I just don't want to do it. Um, it was always interesting. And then I would have like, you know, there's like two. Yeah, I, I can think of two guys. And I'm, I'm going to say this and I'm going to be very, very PG with it all. But I remember two guys that made Valentine's Day great for me before I got out of high school. Only two. Everyone else, I don't remember them at all. And that's saying a lot because I've had a lot of boyfriends. I hate to say it, but I have. I've had a lot of boyfriends. Uh, for quote unquote being the ugly girl that they always judged, people always wanted to get with me. Like, hmm, interesting. Um, I have one guy, junior high school, best Valentine's ever to me. I thought he was the best one. Um, And that was because he was the guy who went all out. He talked with his parents, asked if he could have like an hour alone in the house to make a nice dinner for me, which I thought was so sweet. So his parents went and got, you know, ordered something from the grocery store or whatever, got the little tablecloth, decorated, put a little candle or whatever. And he literally was like, like three houses down from me. So we were in the same neighborhood. And so his parents went out, you know, for Valentine's and then he decorated it and we sat and ate dinner and talked, and laughed, and had a great time, and then I went home, and he made me feel like I was the best person ever, I felt so special, and then we celebrated the rest of that week, like we went, there was a fair at the time, big carnival, and we went to the carnival, and did everything, we got on the swings, and all that, and I was like, oh god, like I did everything, because I really liked this guy, now of course he broke up with me a few days later, (laughs) typical, but it was the best Valentine's ever. And his name was Carlos. And he was really great. Carlos Larico Ramsey. If I ever meet this guy again, oh my gosh, I'm gonna give him a big hug. Because he was just great. Um, I remember he broke up with me because they got deployed. And I was like, oh, um, I hope he had a great life. I hope he's married and had children and, you know, doing amazing things. Um, yeah, I hope he's having like this, his best life. Um, Now, the second Valentine's that I could say I actually enjoyed or I could say I felt appreciated was with a guy named Brian. And I did date like more than one Brian in life, but there was a Brian and I remember he did everything he could. Like he, I don't know how he scrounged together for it, but I remember he got me flowers and he got me the candy gram and, you know, he, you know, held my hand and told me I was beautiful and just all the typical things you could do. And what I appreciated about him celebrating me for Valentine's Day versus other people was I knew that Brian was, for lack of a better phrase, I knew his family was poor and that they didn't have much of anything. And I didn't ask him for a lot. It's not like I was like, hey, I want flowers and chocolates and all this. I remember I said, I'm fine. I'm fine just being with you. That's enough for me. And he did more than what he really probably had in his means to do just because he wanted to celebrate me. And 
I always thought that was the most special Valentine's to me because this was someone who saw me, wanted to give me their best, even though they knew it was high school. There was no guarantee that he still, you know, that we work out. Um, and we didn't work out, but we're, you know, we're still friends to this day. Um, I rarely speak to him, like, ever, like, once in a blue moon. Um, but he made me feel like a special person in high school, and that was, like, really priceless for me. I didn't start to have great, great Valentine's Days until I got married. And I will say this, I'm saying this for those of you who are thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I I don't have a romantic partner. I don't have someone who does those things for me. You know, how do you deal with Valentine's when you don't have that? Well, I became that person when I married my husband. So my husband, who's the kindest, most uh, selfless person I've ever met who just would do anything under the sun for me. If I asked him for his lungs so I could breathe, he would give it. He's just that wonderful, amazing man. Um, But he's not romantic, you know, or else, you know, it's just not his natural thing. And when we met, I remember at first that was a downer because that was one of those things I prayed to God, like, God, I want a romantic man. I want to feel loved and cherished and I want to feel like the, you know, just the most amazing woman ever on the earth. And he does make me feel like the most amazing woman on earth, but he's not a romantic man. And so when we married, I said, well, I'm going to be the romance. Uh, even before we married, I said, I'm going to be romance. And I made, I made a point, and this is kind of a trauma response, but I made a point to actually be the person that celebrated every single month we were together. Because I had this big thing of, you know, tomorrow's not promised. You don't know when you're going to leave the world. Um, And not only that, I was so used to guys breaking up with me on Valentine's Day that I wanted to celebrate that with them before that day happened. So I could at least have the memory, you know. And so I remember every single month I did something. And at first it was like, wow, you're excessive. You're kind of corny. You're kind of dorky. But I was like, I didn't know if I was going to be with them when Valentine's came and I didn't know what they were going to do. So I decided to be that person. I did all the romance myself. I had all the rose petals. I had all of the, the hearts. I had all of the soft music. I did the, the dinner meals. I did the outfits. I did the, you know, when I was married, I prepared the bedroom. I did everything myself. And I was like, I will be romance. I will have romance on Valentine's. I will not be deprived. Even if I have to do it myself. And I learned something that at that point, I learned that I was actually being, I was actually cutting myself short by being the person who was always romantic. I really didn't give him room to even try to be romantic. And most of the time I go all out. And when I say I go all out, like I, I've got like, um, (laughs) what did I do? Um, when my husband and I restored the second time, you know, our current marriage, I remember our first Valentine's I had, I went all out at home and went all out at home because I just couldn't afford to go anywhere else. It was just expensive. So I actually had rearranged things in my bedroom, had set up two chairs and a little table and I got seat covers to make it look fancy with little roses and stuff. And then I turned the TV on and put on like a little show or whatever for us to sit there, enjoy chocolate fondue and enjoy, you know, 
you know, some snacks and just enjoy each other. But I also left it at him and I said, hey, even if you get me nothing, we're going to have a great Valentine's. And that was one of the coolest things I ever could have done. And it was cool because it wasn't forced. It wasn't like you must be all these things to me. It was like, no, okay, we're we're busy. We have a lot going on. And this is what we're going to do. You know, um, it worked. It worked. And I think that's a good, you know, little comment segue to say, you know, look, Valentine's Day does not have to be expensive. Whatever you've got, whatever you can afford to do, do that. It doesn't have to cost money. Valentine's Day could just be that for once, instead of you working on your computer, you focus on your wife. Valentine's Day could be instead of you being a mom all day long for once, for an hour or two, you give all focus to your husband. Valentine's Day could just be the two of you sitting in bed, finally having a conversation about things you want to do and just dreaming with each other out loud. That is Valentine's Day. It's not about the present. It's not about the chocolate. It's not about the flowers. It's not about the colors. It's not about where you go. It's about what you do with each other. It's about each other. Um, Now, I'm going to shift mental gears to the singles. Because I know that I'm, I told you I'm all over the place today. I want to shift it to singles. And when I say singles, I'm talking any category of singles. Single meaning you have a partner, but you just don't really want to claim him as a partner. He's your friend with benefits. Yeah, single. Um, The divorced person, single. The widow, single. The single by choice, single. The person who's married, but your spouse is deployed or never home or you never get to spend it with them because they're across country, cross state, cross something. And you 90% of the time spend the holiday alone, single. Um, This is for you. You should, I, I absolutely believe with all my heart that you should absolutely celebrate yourself on Valentine's Day. I think it's a requirement. And why do I think it's a requirement? If we train ourselves to not celebrate something that's made for couples and you're single for a long time, then when you finally are with someone that you appreciate and like and want to stay with, you don't enjoy it with them because it feels weird. You make the holiday a small deal. Imagine this, and I'm telling you this because I went through something similar, but imagine you had been single for years. And that actually happened to me the second time I divorced my husband. Um, Even though I had... Uh, dated two guys in the midst of that divorce. I didn't get to spend Valentine's with either of them. I was alone each Valentine's Day. And what do I mean by that? So I divorced my husband and here it was Valentine's by myself. But I did everything for myself. I got myself a new dress. I got myself flowers. I got myself chocolate. I got myself a little stuffed animal. It's actually my personal Um, tradition. I always buy myself a little stuffed animal for Valentine's Day. I don't care if it's just a tiny little, you know, two-inch doll. You know, it looks like a bear. I'm going to get it because it's Valentine's Day. Um, And I want to be loved. And I would do that for myself and I would wear something cute and I would dress up even if I went nowhere 
but work. I would dress up just to say it's Valentine's Day and I'm celebrating me. When I got bold, sometimes I would actually order myself flowers and have it delivered to my office just to feel like I was receiving a package, just to have the experience. Um, I celebrated myself so that I didn't become numb when I was with the guy of my dreams, which didn't realize that was still going to be my husband. So (laughs) that's just what it was. But I didn't want to become numb. You don't know what kind of man God's going to bring to you. And the last thing you want to do is ruin that experience where you finally meet the man of your dreams. He's come to be with you. He's been waiting to pour love into the woman God has for him all these years. And then you shut down his romance because you're like, ah, it's overrated. It's a commercial holiday. I don't need anything. Like, you're literally squashing his dream, too. Like, I want you to think about that. Like, it's not just what you want. You got to think about what he wants. Um... So pour into yourself for your future guy. Even if you don't want a future partner, um, you want to pour into yourself because you deserve love. Now, if you're one of those people that pours into yourself all the time, like all the time, and there's no such thing as a non-you day, then I can understand you not celebrating yourself. But if you're like, okay, I can't remember the last time I celebrated Valentine's Day, then you need to do it. You may say, I don't have any money. Okay, get a piece of paper, draw a heart on it. Say to you, from you, to you, from God, to you, from future guy, to you, from whatever. Write yourself a Valentine's note. Get something red. Get a red t-shirt. Get a red shoelace. You can get shoelaces at the Dollar Tree. Get some shoelaces. Put those in there. Do something. Do something that makes you celebrated. And I'm telling you, it's going to pour into your future. Because I did those things, I was able to enjoy instantly with my husband when we restored. It wasn't like, I don't know, I haven't had Valentine's Day in so long, I don't even know how to feel about the holiday anymore. No, I was ready. I was like, yeah, bring it. Bring it on. Um, I was like, I am ready for the holiday. So, yes, I think you should go for it. I think you should. Um, I also want to say this um, for those that are mourning. And I talk about this all the time every year because I just think someone needs to talk about it. If you're mourning over Valentine's Day right now, you're mourning because maybe your loved one is no longer on the earth. Maybe your loved one broke up with you. You're divorced. Um... It's not the same because everything in you has always been about that person and they're no longer here. It's okay to not want to do anything for Valentine's Day while you're grieving. Grieving is a process and you have every right to process until all those emotions are out and um, no longer, you know, bringing you down. You have the right to process your feelings and do not feel that obligation. So if you're grieving still, don't, don't let friends make you feel like you have to do stuff. I've actually had people do that before. And I know they meant well, but I remember when I was going through my divorce and they're like, you got to get out there. You got to do this. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to get out there. I'm, I'm sad. My heart's broken. And I don't think I've fully dealt with my feelings yet. And I want to deal with that. I just want to feel right now. And there's nothing wrong 
with wanting to do that. Nothing wrong. In fact, I encourage you, you should do that. You absolutely should do that. Um, I remember for the first year and a half, almost two years, uh, first year, yeah, yeah, two years, um, first two years of being divorced from my hubby, the second time, I, aside from my, my girlfriend who, you know, had a singles Valentine thing, I didn't, um, I didn't get out there. I didn't date. I didn't go on the dating site. I didn't ask people to hook me up or anything. I just wanted to be alone. I mastered being alone first. And it's okay to do that. You don't have to be a, well, I don't know how, you know, I'm supposed to go out in the dating scene. Try handle being the single at home alone scene. Can you be alone with yourself without feeling depressed? If you can't, then you are not ready to date. And I say that with love. The cure for loneliness is not finding someone to live, spend your life with. The cure for loneliness is finding balance within yourself first. And once you get that, then you can welcome someone else into your circle. You try to welcome people into your circle before you are healthy and whole. You're just going to cause brokenness in them as well. And that is something I really emphasized uh, in my own life. So when I was divorced and I was like, I don't like being alone right now. I intentionally would not allow myself to go to these dating functions and stuff. So I made sure that I was comfy with me first. And this is how you can know that you're okay and you're ready. So when I divorced my husband the second time, it had been almost two years since I had been divorced. I had been working a lot on myself, accepting myself, feeling beautiful. I had been exercising, working out and everything. I had bought a really cute dress. I thought it was beautiful. I had a cream colored dress flowy sleeves, very bodycon fit. I thought I was just stunning. And I knew I had healed because number one, I, I wanted to do the speed dating, hoping to, you know, at least have a nice intellectual conversation. But it was okay if I didn't walk out of that with a date. And I remember I went to the speed dating, first time ever going to speed dating, by the way. And I remember I really put myself out there, sat in the front row, in my cute little dress, have my makeup and everything. And they put all the guys up front and all the guys are just looking around. They're staring at everybody and I'm smiling like, you know, like, hi, I can't wait to talk to you. And, you know, the announcers hyping everybody up and they said, okay, on the count of three, we're going to um, release everybody and we're going to tell them to, um, you know, they're going to disperse. And they're going to talk to all the ladies and they're going to go from there. And I'm sitting literally front row, front center, like you can't miss me. And as soon as the announcer said, one, two, three, go, it was like Moses parting the Red Sea. All the men dispersed to everybody else but me. I mean, no one came. The one person who came to my table didn't come to talk to me. He said, hey, do you have a business? Yeah, I'd like to network with you. I was like, oh, thanks. You know, I mean, yes, I have a business, but I was like, that is not why I'm here. And this went on for an hour and a half. It was a long, painful process of just being ignored by all the potential men that were there. And after an hour and a half, and I noticed this was still going on, the second we had a break, I grabbed my things, I packed up, and I walked out. 
And I'll never forget what happened. It was really great. The guy who was over the thing, um, his name was, uh, I think his name was Norenzo. And very interesting name. And I remember he walked out. He said, hey, are you okay? What's going on? You know, you know, we're just getting started. And I said, no, I think I've seen enough. And he said, are you okay? You know, what, what happened? I said, well, I sat there. I got dolled up and everything. I sat front and center, right in the front row. Not a single person has come by to say hi, to have conversation, to even try to get to know me. Not even, hey, you look nice. Like they just ignored me. And I said, I know my value. I said, I am gorgeous. I am talented. I'm smart. I'm successful. I am God-fearing. I am a catch. And I will not stay in a room hoping for someone who doesn't see my value to finally take a moment to talk to me. If they didn't see it after an hour and a half, they're definitely not the person for me. So the guy God has for me just isn't in this room. But I thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm going to go home and finish enjoying the rest of my Valentine's Day by taking myself out to dinner. And, and I, I literally meant it. And I wasn't in tears. I wasn't saying it in a raw, emotional, like, oh, my gosh, they didn't notice me. <laughs> no, I was like, okay, I understand my value. I know my worth. You just don't see it. Next. Um, I think Ariana Grande's song came out around the time that I experienced that speed dating. And it was perfect because I was like, all right, thank you. Next. Um, <laughs> I don't have to beg for your attention because I know how important I am. And not in a puffed up prideful way. Just like I understood my value because I took two years to work on me before I quote unquote put myself out there. So by the time my uh, ex-best friend had asked me out, I was ready to receive it. Because I was already, I already knew how my value was and I was no longer bothered by anything. Um, I ended up, um, let's see, what did I do after that? I ended up like really creating my own little personal montage of what I want, especially if I'm like, I don't, I don't know what my man is going to do. And I will say this. By knowing my worth, putting myself first, taking the time to invest in me, um, pouring into me even when I didn't have anybody, it made it easier for those days with my husband when we don't have anything. Um, it made me not angry when people didn't ask me out. I can't tell you how many times I've gone places where you're supposed to meet people and no one talked to me. It didn't bother me anymore. I was like, you know, well, I came for the show. Like, really? Yeah, I came for the show. That's what I want to see. But you don't have a date. That's fine. I don't have to have a date. I got comfortable dating myself. I got comfortable with my own company. Matter of fact, and I'll say this. I'm challenging my singles here. Take you out. Just you. Not you with a girlfriend. Not you with one of the guys. Not you, you know, in the club, you know, hoping that someone will notice you if you look really cute or really fly. Take you out somewhere where you're not going to technically meet people. You can meet someone anywhere. But take you out somewhere that's not considered a dating scene. Just you. And really see how you feel about yourself. If you're uncomfortable with you, 
your future partner is going to be uncomfortable with you. You got to deal with you first. I practiced really hard when I was single on Valentine's Day. And I would go to restaurants all the time alone. Go to the movies alone. uh, Go to the shoe store alone. um, Go, you know, I would go anywhere. Anywhere that there was public. If there was an event happening outside, I would go there alone. And it was a long time before I ever invited, tried to invite girlfriends and stuff to come with me. Because I didn't want their influence. I didn't want them saying, you know, well, you're cute. You should wear this. Put this lipstick on. Come on. You know, well, that guy's checking you out. I didn't want that influence. I wanted to say, can I deal with me by myself? Do I have doubts and conflicts in my head when I do that? Do I question my beauty when I'm by myself? Do I question my ability to be a catch when I'm by myself? And if I don't question that when I'm out there, then I'm fine. In the beginning, I did. I did question myself a lot. In the beginning, I questioned my beauty, my existence, my everything, my femininity. Like, the first six months was torture. I felt like the ugliest person on the planet. But I kept doing it. I kept pushing to get comfortable with me. And over time, I was fine. And so now I say that so that you know what it means to be a, an asset to your spouse when you get them. If you do that while you're single, then when you're with your spouse, if they don't tell you they love you that day, if they didn't bring you flowers, if they didn't tell you you were gorgeous, it doesn't dampen your sense of self-worth because you poured into yourself first. Take care of you, and then they will pick up on the hint And they'll normally chime in and do the same things for you that you do for yourself. Okay, so I know those are random thoughts. Um, And it's 2023, so I know some of you are like, I don't want to do Valentine's. You know, there's still all these illnesses. And some of us are still, some of us are happy, like, okay, the shutdown's over. And, you know, starting to branch out more. But some of you are still uncomfortable, and I get that. Um, Don't feel obligated. Don't feel bad about not going out in public to a public event because of COVID. Um, Don't feel embarrassed for going to a public event with your mask on. You feel like wearing it right now. Wear the mask. Um, By all means, you probably should (laughs) because there's still other illnesses out there aside from COVID. Um, But do what gives you peace. That's what it's all about. For me this year, because I don't want to spend a lot of money because I'm actually getting ready for a major trip in two weeks. Um, probably not going to go anywhere, but I'm going to make it the most romantic, wonderful scene right here in my home. Why? Because I can. Because home is peaceful. Because at home, I don't have to deal with too much stress, you know? So that's probably what we'll do. Make it fun. Make it for you. Accept and love you first. And remember that above all else, you're never alone. God loves you. And make the day about love, not about a couple. And I think that's all I got for you. So I hope you got something out of my random crazy tidbits about love day thoughts. And um, if you have any questions, comments, as always, please tune in, reach out to me. Love to hear from you. Love to answer your questions. All right. Until next time, take care. Be blessed. And I hope you have a very wonderful Valentine's Day. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Excel Books Podcast with Molly. You can find more helpful resources and services at xclbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please send us a message at xelbooks.com or email xelbooks at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Join us again next time for more tips on work, family, and life.